I just looked at my recording, though, and it's only been ten minutes since I started with the story that I started with David Spade, and it feels like it's been an hour. Oh, man, you have had a lot. And by a lot, I mean coughs are up. I have had, I just had one regular dose. One <laughs> regular dose of the cough syrup. I mean, I've also been awake for 19 hours. But oh my god, here wait. There. I want this story to keep going until it devolves into, <laughs> I lost my leg earlier and I've done heroin. But I'm, I mean, it was just a normal dose of the cough medicine. Yes, no problem. I did a lot of cocaine. <laughs> And then I was like, oh man, I'm too wired for this. I need to get, bring myself back down. Ate a living hamster earlier. Wait, what the fuck did you just say? Oh. I tore its throat out. <laughs> oh my god, wait! Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time! It's time, it's time for a load. And I am talking about oh, a big old load. You can't even handle this load of BS. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, a load of BS. The greatest show on the planet featuring the two best damn men of all time. And I am talking about he, the C, to the O-U-G-H drinking syrup. Syrup pouring, cough having, uh, purple drink drinking, son of a gun. It's Blake Tanner. Hey, buddy. Hey, hey, Scotty Moore. The best S. The best S anyone could ever hope for. I'm... It's me, your cough syrup boy, Blake. <laughs> He's been tired. He's had a long day, and he thought that we were going to be recording... An hour ago. It's okay, sweet child. It will be fine. It will only be an hour. An hour where... Well... An hour where we see Blake slowly descend into madness. Oh, I'm already there, baby. (laughs) Yeah, because Tim Curry Austin Powers is coming up. I pulled him... Oh, my neck. Oh, no, he broke his neck as well. Some... Somehow making the mouth moves that I made to do that impression just hurt my neck. You're about to do a podcast with a broken freaking neck. So, we've been away for three weeks, Blake, and I feel like we need to make up an excuse other than we were lazy for why we haven't had an episode for the past two weeks. Oh, yeah, we just didn't feel like it. Blake, shut up. They don't have to to know that. We could just be like, yeah, I went to... Moscow for a week to provide mission to this is like the two-headed dragon like improv exercise except the other dragon is a deaf mute who doesn't know what's going on what is happening? I'm trying to give a fake re- you trying to you're trying to enter me into a bit that I had no where was the signaling, man? Where was the invitation? We're, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I didn't toss the ball. Bo- the ball of energy was tossed, but violently over your head. 
<laughs> it flew, and I saw it pass by and said, oh, look at that ball. I wonder if that was a bit that he wanted it to do. And I threw it so hard that it actually flew around and hit you in the back of the head after going around the entire earth. It's to add insult to injury. If you threw it over and past my head, it would have come around and hit you in the back of the I head, I dodged son. it because I knew it was coming. Then it still would have hit me in the front of the head. What are you talking oh, about? Oh, wait, would you have turned around at this point? It's going to depend on the velocity. Okay, let's get into some quick maths. If the ball parted my hand. No. So, okay, it. Ha- what have you been doing for two weeks, though? Other than cough syrup. Scotty, if I could tell you with any reliable memory that I had, which at this point I am probably the most unreliable narrator of all time, I mean, I believe at this point in time that I fought dragons and met Jesus. (laughs) I don't know which one of these I want more clarification on. Now, okay, well, I mean, I guess the first question is, of course, are they like what they're told of in books? Uh no, actually, it's really weird. They're um, they're they're powered by gasoline. Funnily enough, that's how they get the dragon breath. Okay, dragons powered yeah. by gasoline. Now exactly, and their their skin isn't like really hard scales. It's more it's made of a velvety soft like material that's softer than <laughs> even the softest me undies. They're very loving creatures, Scott. Like, are you describing the dino or the dragons or Jesus here? Because I was questioning Jesus. Oh yeah, I met Jesus on the on the corner. Oh okay, just the corner. Um, he was yeah. Well, he was doing corner side miracles, and then the uh, the cops arrested him because he didn't have a miracle license. Oh dude, that's the worst. And then, like, Alabama has... And then he, like, he put his hands up really fast, and then they shot him. Oh, no. So what you... Oh, no, that was that... And then, like, three days later, he was fucking back. Dude, ultimate April Fool's prank, by the way. Best April Fool's prank of all time. Oh, boss, we got that guy covered. No, you didn't, son. He gone. Um... <laughs> Dude, oh shit, I just the, realized the, the resurrection actually what did fall on April Fool's yeah. Day. Like this is a once in a million. Mm-hmm. So no, uh since we haven't had time to talk about it, this was like a decade ago to me, but technically two weeks. Uh the time where I dressed up like the macho man and won a hundred dollars. Oh, that sounds fun. I almost set my house on fire ten minutes ago. Whoa! Oh, fuck you, I wanted to tell my story so bad, but yours trumped it. Go. So, I was just playing some GTA Online with the boys, as it were, and Josh pops up and all all I hear is, Hey, did you know that you can make a flamethrower out of a can of air duster and a lighter? Oh yeah, I knew that. I didn't. So I started experimenting. You can also do it with Axe Body Spray. Oh, I knew that. Yeah, yeah. Wait, are you about to provide a live demonstration like shitty drunk Bill Nye? Oh, God, no. It spurted like a three-foot, like, wall of flame everywhere, and it set my smoke alarm off, and the whole house was like, what the fuck is going on? Are we about to die? Do I have a smoke alarm in here? I do. Well, Blake, the flame's not gonna go off of my screen into yours. 
No, you'll be fine. I'll be able to tell. Oh. I'll be your smoke alarm. Oh, so I do it, and then you're like, hold on. I'm about to call this dude's mom and let her know that his son is behaving badly. (laughs) Excuse me, Mrs. Moore. Did you know that your son's being a fuckhead? My dad, like, I don't know what he, he used to do shit like that. And now he doesn't have any arm hair or leg hair. And when I learned how to eat fire, he kept bringing it up as a point of not, like, son, let well, me tell you right now, I tried playing with them flames, and look at this, smooth as a baby's volume. And I'm like, all right, dad. Well, that's true, because it, it did burn off all of your tongue hair, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I have no tongue hair anymore. I can't it, believe it, that. It, all the other cats feel so much less affection from me without less... <laughs> Without all you can't even clean your cats correctly anymore. That's the. You might as well not have a tongue. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Okay. So it was Macho Man. Um, I got to go see Ready Player One like a week early. Which, if you told me two weeks ago or two months ago I was going to do, I'd be like, I don't give a shit. But in that span of time, was enough time for me to read the book and fall in love with it. And so I've heard. I've heard it was a very big departure from the books, though, but I've also heard it was very good. It's a violent departure. As a film, it is probably an 8 to a 9 out of a 10. As a book adaptation, it is a 3 out of 10. It is. <laughs> Although, let's be honest, no book adaptation has ever been as faithful as Holes. And you can True. never outdo Holes. That was a very good film adaptation, yeah. Oh, dude, and like the best soundtrack of all time. Uh, Digging up those holes. Thank you. I was trying to remember the jam, and you brought it in. I used to know mm. all the words, and now I don't even know any at all. You got go to go and dig, and dig those, holes. those holes. Um. Yeah. So I got my I got my advanced screening passes from WB, which was pretty dope, uh, because they were free. So I was like, oh, I'm getting to go for free. And nice. Uh, yeah. And beforehand, there was like a allegedly an 80s movie dance party. What it meant was, you file into the theater while we play Never Gonna Give You Up multiple times on repeat. Because other than, no one was dancing. No one was at, like, violently in 80s where, like, there were a few people who kinda got it a little bit. Like, you remember those shutter shades that, like, Kanye did in, like, 2006? I don't know if people thought 2006 and the 80s were the same thing because there were a lot of people in shutter shades. And so, um, finally, and of course, obviously, I had to go as the Macho Man, Randy Savage. And uh, so I'm wearing my belt. I've got everything. And we start um, driving to the theater. And I look at him. Hey, Scotty, real quick. Yeah. Shutter shades were totally a thing in the 1980s. I know, it's just a matter of, like... With me, I feel like if it gets brought back, it no longer is allowed to be in the discussion as an 80s thing. Like, Converse were big in the 80s, but I don't consider them 80s because Converse are big now and forever. Like... Converse have always been a thing. Like same like Ric Flair. I don't think Ric Flair is an '80s wrestler. He was big in the '80s, but he was also big in multiple other eras as well. Uh, so uh, along the way, we stop at a gas station. I went, hold on a second. She goes, 
Why? And so she's pumping gas, and I run inside. Next thing she knows, I am coming out with, like, a plastic black sack like you would keep a Mad Dog 2020 in. No, 4040. I'm sorry. Uh, Mad Dog 4040. Thank you, thank you. Mad Dog 2020 is actually the cough syrup you had earlier. Uh, But, like, I had one of those except filled to the brim with Slim Jims. As many as I could get my fucking hands on. And so, I go... So you were just handing them out? No. Oh, no, no. I saved these motherfuckers. The only one I handed out was to Emily and that was because she was hungry. Um, but I went up for the contest, and I had multiple people be like, dude, you look awesome, dude, yeah, yeah, and I'm like, awesome, I'm starting to get that confidence, like that, ki-. but then, then I got screwed slightly, because as I went down, my confidence was broken when a, like, probably professional cosplayer, from how good her stuff looked, Marty McFly strolls in, in short shorts, glowing Ooh. boots, and then the rest Ooh. of her is all Marty McFly. And I went, All right, Macho's gonna have to bring out all the big guns on this one. Let's dig it! And so, um, there were a lot of them that were depressing. They was just like raise their hands and then be like, 80s teen. Yeah, no, you fucking got some stuff out of your closet and that's it. You are not a character from a movie. Get out of here. And I, I would just like to say that. 80s teen and Marty McFly could possibly yeah, like be, be construed into the same <laughs> sentence. Same thing. Um, no, no, she definitely was called out as Marty. Uh, my favorite one, and it was because of how I probably was the only person who knew the name on the first delivery until they had to clarify it, but they leaned over and they're like, who are you? Uh, okay. Everyone give it up for Sloan Peterson. From Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Then everyone was like, oh, yeah, I see that movie. <laughs> Meanwhile, me having seen Ferris Bueller more times than I could count, I was just like, that woman has balls. Because it takes, a, like, already going as, like, an obscure character to a costume contest is signing your death warrant. Yeah, that's a... And, damn. And so now, Blake, let me take you to the true main event, which is, all right, give it up for the macho man. And you just heard, oh, yeah, pull Slim Jims out of nowhere, start slinging them in the crowd, causing them psychologically to cheer louder because they want the Slim Jims. I used some fucking, like, not Schrodinger's cat, Pavlov shit of human seafood, human cheer. So I was doing that. Then they cut it down to like 10 people. Macho man, you'd think he'd be out. More Slim Jims, baby. Down to the final three. And I was like breathing heavily like, <sighs> must. Macho must win. Macho must win. Held it over first person. She got pretty decent. Like, you know when someone has brought a large group? And that large group is cheering for them, and that's where it's majority coming from. That's what this girl had. The other one just had a pretty decent costume, but nothing could overcome the power of snipping into a Slim Jim because he held it over my head. I slung the rest of the Slim Jims, and they were like, "Well, we can't, we can't not give it to him. He brought Slim Jims, and so they so- they gave me my bag of goodies." 
So you bribed them. Dude, I no, dude, trust me. Uh, after the show, I was walking out and seeing a bunch of people walking around carrying Slim Jims and taking pictures with me, and I was like, okay, good. I, it wasn't bribery. They just, that made them laugh, and it added to the costume. But I do maintain, I think I bribed some people with Slim Jims. <laughs> uh, it, it was mainly the people that didn't know... It's probably the people who only knew about Macho Man through the Slim Jim commercials. Oh, yeah. They were just like, wait, who is the Macho Man? Slim Jim. Oh, Slim Jim guy. Yeah. Slim Jim Johnson, my favorite wrestler. Oh. (laughs) Oh, your bone saw. Oh, no, dude, trust me. Like, they, because it was supposed to be the person in the greatest 80s, like, TV show or movie costume. And if they were going to bring up Macho Man not being in a movie, I was going to be like, Oh, I know you're not ready, but Bonesaw is ready. <laughs> and then they'd be like, oh, mm. damn it, he's right. Bonesaw. They would probably, uh, they could. of course, then yeah. you get into the argument of like, oh, that movie was released in 2000. And I'm like, my foot's about to be released up yeah, your ass. my foot's about to be released in 2000 of your asshole. I only have the one for now. What does that mean? I don't know, but it really sounded cool when I said it at first, didn't it? No, it didn't. Dude, I ended up with, like, this huge swag bag with, like, a Ready Player One denim jacket uh, that I that I think I may wear everywhere. Uh, a copy of the book, which I, I, I'm happy because I really love that book, and I was, like, happy to have it on paperback. Um, but most... It's a very good it's book. It's a very good book. But the biggest thing of all was the fact that I got a fucking hundred dollar prepaid credit card where I could use it wherever. In other words, movie free, gas free, because we didn't take my fucking car. Uh, let's see, uh, tickets free, that was free, uh, free hundred dollars, and all I had to pay for it was fifteen dollars. No. Yeah, probably $15 for 10 giant Slim Jims. I cleared out that gas station of Slim Jims. I was the Slim Jim. Nice. Yeah. I made a I made a couple hundred dollars on the stock market. Oh yeah, aren't you doing penis st- stocks? I'm doing penis stocks. I invested penis. It's a very good investment, always on the rise. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's a good... Okay. Are you doing it, like, through a specific... Because I got the Acorn app, where... Just for shits and gigs, to be honest. I actually have the... I have Acorns, too, and I use that as my kind of savings account. Because I get... As long as the market's doing well, which it's kind of been shaky lately because of a certain president dumbass. Yeah. Um, but... I still get a better, like, interest return on the money that I have put in it as a savings account than I would in most high-interest, most, like, of the normal high-interest accounts that you can get through a bank. Blake, this may be the most buck-wild conversation we've ever had on this podcast. Not because of how weird it is, but how weird it is for us to be having it. I know, right? Why are we talking? Someone tuning in, just like expecting some Nicolas Cage goof or something, and then they just hear like, yeah, yeah, my stocks are doing really well lately. I mean, the the 
the market's been volatile, but that's just something you gotta expect when you get into this business. And they're like, what <laughs> happened? <laughs> well, why don't we get serious late at night when we're talking and doing stuff and I'm on the cold syrup. <laughs> there we I'm go. Gonna... Back to normal. <laughs> that's all it's Make... I'm making money and drinking syrup. If you know what I'm I mean. Making money, drinking that syrup. Oh, dude, I finally got approved for my first credit card today, so I think we are both growing up. Oh, nice. I've had one for a oh. while. I've hit that limit before. Oh, yeah. I don't ever want to again. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, one of my buddies was just like, yeah, one of my friends checked her credit score and then, like, a few minutes later checked it again. And she was like, why do I have two pings? And I'm like, that's from the first time you checked it. That's from the second yep. time. What? And that's what spurned me to be like, well, let me check my credit score. So then I went to free credit. No, then it gets into an ad. I went to freecreditreport.com. Uh, I got it real quick and easy. Yeah, yeah. I checked it out, and then at the bottom on the app I used, they were like, "You could possibly get one of these cards." And I was like, "Well, my credit is kind of shitty. I do still owe Google a shit ton of money for some ad words that I used last October that didn't do much work." <laughs> Uh, oh. so I, let me build it back up with one of these and then I got approved. So nice. that was pretty dope. I got a, um, I, I, I signed up for a credit card recently at JC Penney because I got a hundred dollars off the clothes I was buying and I've never used it. What the fuck? That's a much better deal than certain companies that I may or not may, may or may not work for do. <laughs> uh, I spent, I bought a lot of fucking clothes. Let oh, me just okay. say that. Okay, I can see that. Which, by the way, if you ever want, need, like, a credit card, come see me at my store because they get mad if I don't sell credit cards. Which is bullshit. Oh. I'm like, oh, you did not, did not hire a creditologist. I'm not I'm a, not the credit man. I'm not credit boy. I'm play with kids and make their parents buy stuff, boy. That's what I do. Uh. And no kid has ever looked at their mom and been like, hey, mom. You should get a new credit card from that weirdo with the blonde hair. The one that looks like David Spade? Yes, Mom. Go to him. Go. He wants it. He needs it. He loves you. I've also, like, through this job, learned, like, the inner workings of mannequins and what it's like when you are a lower-level store because your mannequins start to look like fucking zombies. I swear to God, there's one in the store that has, like, five broken and fingers and two right arms and i'm like okay y'all are aware oh, if this no. was a human it'd be fucked right you know that right please just make it go away yeah. oh no no no! it's spooky in the morning when there are no lights on and there are just fucking pure white mannequins everywhere that's some bullshit and one time I was just like, made a joke. I was just like, wow, it's kind of like a ghost is in there. And they're like, uh, yeah, don't talk about that. And I'm like, I'm sorry. What do you mean? He's like, have you ever been here like early in the morning before anyone else has? And I'm like, I have no reason to. I have no reason to do that. And he's like, okay, well, yep. let me lay it out for you. You see these racks of clothes? And I'm like, oh, yes, I do. They go, he goes, you hear this? And he just kind of jingles them. Yeah. I've been in this store alone and heard that jingle on the other side of the store, and there was no one there. And I'm like, okay, that's enough to fuck me up. Awesome. So you're saying I'm never coming to this store alone. Awesome. Thank you so yep. much. Man, this is one of those situations where I really hope they're fucking with you. 
Oh, yeah, right? Well, no, no, no. Yeah. With that, that's where my mind gets analytic and scientific. And I'm like, no, no, no there's got to be like some sort of wind differential or something. Like a breeze could possibly cause it when expanded. Or he's enough. just fucking with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, st- no, I think there could be a way you could pull that off in an empty, uh, like, I think there's a way. Because, like, sound happens, dog. Sound just happens. It does, but you you you're getting analytical about it, but I'm thinking Occam's razor shit. Oh, okay, you're just getting simple. Yeah. So I almost set my car on fire. <laughs> okay, I I feel like this could have been brought up earlier when I was talking about fire. Let let's hear well, that. I forgot about it until right now, and so uh, I I am in the midst of quitting my smoking habit that I've gotten back into. And I've regressed, and I've gotten back into, and I've regressed and gotten back into. And one day, I was finishing a cigarette. And it goes out, and I toss it out the window, roll it up, and I just go, Uh, that that post-cigarette smell, that's, that's stronger than usual. No, that's not nicotine, that's like actual bur- There's something on fire. Is there someone behind me burning something? And then I see smoke rise up the seat next to me. Now, Blake, you've never oh. been in the driver's side of my car, but you should, at least from going through drive through I have definitely driven your car before at some point, but I cannot remember when. Um, oh, uh, uh, Universal. You drove it at when we went to Universal. Um, oh, yeah. But uh, that means you're aware of the massive pile of paper that is in my door from receipts from all of the different fast food I've eaten and straw wrappers crammed underneath the seat. I have built perfect kindling. It's like Pacific oh. Rim. I basically terraformed it for them. Uh, <laughs> and, so, oh. and so I open the door and I just start like, in like, it's the worst because the flame is now going under the seat. And I'm just, like, ripping shit out, like, praying that I've not missed it. And I just had to, like, have faith that when I went in, I got it all. And when I came back out, my car would not be fully in flame. Well, you know, you've got insurance on it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't want to advocate insurance fraud because that wouldn't be that. At least. Like, can I be honest with you? This is how old yeah. this car is and how much grife it's... Grife and groans it's caused me. <laughs> is, as I was walking away from my possibly about to flame up and explode car, the first thought, first thought, was not, oh, I hope it's insured for this, or, gee, I hope that uh, no one gets hurt out here from the explosion. It was... This gonna be the best episode of BS ever. Gonna come out and just talk about my car blowing up. Fuck yes. Oh, and then I forgot about it till the end of the segment. No, well, no, because like that, if my car actually saw it set on fire, then it would have been. This is just a tribute <laughs> to what could have. A tribute to what could have been. Couldn't remember the greatest song on the world now. But you know who the... This is a tribute. But you know... My car's burning. Burning, burning down. But you know who the greatest people in the world are, Blake? Us? Fuck. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, it is in our slogan. We can't exactly go away from that now. But our patrons over at patreon.com slash a load of BS. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Patreon.com slash a load of BS. It's the website where you can go and support these good BS boys right here. Of course, we got perks over there for you. We got the official Discord where you can come hang out. We get exclusive deals for the merch website. And then, of course, you'll get shouted out every single week. Like the Patreon saint herself, Deborah Moore. Like Scott Moore. Like Miss Jenny Side. Of course, Miss Jenny Side joined us for Fight Boys this week, which was weird because yeah. she don't know wrestling. Uh, and then, of course, Salty Frank, um, Elvis Edgehart, all of our favorite people. And if you want to join them, just head on over to patreon.com slash a load of BS. Okay, so... Now it's time to make the money, Blake. I know we just technically made the made the money, but I like to think of this show as our... Well, that's a subjective way of thinking, subjective. huh? Okay. okay. I like to think of this show as our portfolio. For any time we go into a business meeting, we can just pull out BS and be like, we have this idea and this idea and this idea yeah. and this idea. And, and then they promptly kick us out. They're like, you know these need to be, like, probably two-minute pitches, if that. And we're like, so wait, you're saying the 20 minutes and then the 10-minute diverge into talking about the acting habits of Owen Wilson? That was, no, you don't need to include that in the future. Oh, oh, my, my bad, my bad, actually, sorry. Whoops. Uh, but... I mean, I think we need to branch out a little bit, Blake, because I want to, I've been reading books, I've been reading like four hour work week and shit, where it's like, work for four hours and then travel the world, which means I want us to expand our horizons, go to a little country called Japan, and bring them an anime. Oh god. We're gonna be the next hit anime, boys. I, I mean, My Hero Academia... Uh, oh, God. Attack on Titan. All them boys so good. We got to get in on that anime money. Well, okay, what kind of anime are you thinking? Are you thinking like a, maybe a little bit of a slice of life anime where it's just normal people doing their thing? Do you want some action? It's just some The Office. It's The Office as an anime. <sighs> And, but every single time Jim looks at the camera, it's extremely intense. It's like Dwight does something dumb and then just whoosh, looks back. Does that mean that um, Pam would start off as a um? What's the opposite of a sunder sunder sundere sundare sunder uh, oh, t s u n d e r a ray 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 oh a dunkaroo. A yeah, dunkaroo. yeah, the opposite yeah. of the Dunkaroos. She's a, a bunkadoo. I think the opposite of a Dunkaroo would be those, like, pretzel and cheese packs you got as a kid. That's probably the opposite of a Dunkaroo. Well, yeah, because one of them's sweet and the other one's savory. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why didn't you cut this out of the pitch? We're sorry. It was just, like, a little bit. We thought it'd make you giggle. Oh, we're doing this whole thing in front of them right now, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah, I actually have him on the line right now. Mr. Um, mm, not racist last name. I mean, if it's a Japanese guy, you know, All right, that fine. we're pitching to. Okay, fine. Uh, I'm on the line with Mr. Tokyo Honda. And <laughs> okay, no, you did the you did the thing. You did the bad. You said thing. if he was Japanese, it would be offensive. 
No, I said it's just pick a fucking Japanese name. You have the computer? You have Google. <laughs> just type in Jap- Jip- Japanese <laughs> names. I really like, you were like, Japanese names. Well, I forget how to say words. Just Mr. Okay, Miss Mr. Akihiko. Hello, Mr. Akihiko. How are you today? Isn't that fucking cr- Actually, no, 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 no. I, I heard that. <laughs> I heard that already. And Mr. Akihiko is actually just a, a mute man. Oh, no, no, no. I thought I thought you was that fucking plank of wood that followed Crash Bandicoot around. Yeah. yeah okay. Same guy, actually. We're pitching to him. Okay. So we're in the business meeting with uh, Aku. <laughs> no, no, now it's worse. Um... Two lone samurai bring me the anime to change the future. Okay, so I think, I mean, dude, we gotta gotta go classic like anime fight boy style, right? Sure. Okay. Now, one one thing I've noticed, like the theme in a lot of anime, is the fact that you're ma- like you have super strong dude who's already in, and then you have like a weak boy. And you get to watch as he gets stronger. So you, yeah, that's your your typical anime kind of progression storyline. It's pretty popular in uh, most animes as well as a lot of JRPGs that you okay, see. Okay, okay, okay. Now I'm feeling this. I'm feeling. Okay, so who's our little boy? Randall. Okay, his name's Randall Parsons. Randall Parsons. Parsons. <laughs> Randall the pa- anime. The fucking Japanese anime featuring the main character, Randy Parsons. Exactly. Okay, and uh, who is his... Who's his mentor? Goku. Just go... Uh, just, just fucking Goku. Yep. We're gonna do a cross... We're gonna do a Dragon Ball Z crossover, except... See, this Goku... He's he's actually been transported to away from his home world, and now for some reason, without the light of our yellow sun, he can't uh, have his works. Super Saiyan. That is not how Goku works. Um, Except his laser eyes are still just okay. fine. I am actually about to delve into a project I really wanted to do, but it would involve making a children's book, and I don't want to do that I don't think I may end up making it anyways fuck it but in this one uh, the boy really likes professional wrestling and rock and roll so he's kind of a little baby Chris Jericho and his name is still Randy Parsons well at that point you do get a lot of crossover stuff like with the Japanese wrestling federation uh-huh. so what you're saying is that fucking Okada of New yep. Japan Pro Wrestling is our big hero who this guy looks up to. And if you don't know who Okada is, he's like John Cena. <laughs> he's like... And if you, yeah, he's Asian yeah. John Cena, literally. And if you don't know who John Cena is, why, fuck you. Why are you listening to this podcast? Go watch, go watch Blockers and watch stuff get shoved up his butt. It happens a lot. Uh, Apparently. Apparently, yeah. So, um, either that or in that interview, he was just revealing a lot more about himself than he needed to. (laughs) Okay, so, Mm -hmm. uh, we've got our boy, and he likes rock and roll, and he likes Okada. And 
Also, in the original one, it was gonna be like this rock and roll like goth chick who also wrestled. Yeah, he's also he's got to be a transfer student, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's a transfer student from America, and that's what like that's that's got that's the only way Randy Parsons can exist in this world normally. Uh huh. Okay. So he likes Okada, and he goes off on. What's the adventure? What's the problem? Now, are there supernatural beings, or is this a slice of life? But it's a slight... We're actually making I... just a book, a really genuinely good book about a boy learning how yep. to be a wrestler from Okada. I think that Randy... I think that this world actually has to have some type of supernatural element, but it's got to be wrestling-based. Okay. So, like, maybe the wrestlers are actual, like, superheroes. Okay, okay, I'm down with that. I'm down with that. Um, or wait, hold on. What if a major? Okay, no. Pro wrestling is all a front for superhero activity. In other words, the bigger, yeah, the bigger name. Like there are still lower tier guys who will have the story of like I grew up from nothing and then I'm in this business and I love this business, but they're never on top. On the top guys are guys who are just like I don't know, I just can't. I just got here one day and now I'm the best wrestler of all time. That's actually a superhero. And so yeah, Randy, fucking Randy. The hero of anime. Poor boy Randy. <laughs> That's the name of the anime! And probably this episode. <laughs> poor boy Randy. <laughs> so poor boy oh, Randy yes. goes to Okada and is just like, teach me, wrestle. And he's like, no, 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 you don't, uh, you don't want this. He's like, no, 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 I could be a champion like you. He's like, no, you literally cannot. You are not a superhero. Okay, so now oh. we have to figure out how we make Randy into a superhero. See, that's the thing. Randy is actually distantly related. See, because he's come to live with his distant relatives in Japan because he's um, a Japanese-American. Like, his parents moved away from Japan. Yeah. His mother's maiden name is his Okada. Yeah, or like his dad uh, fell in love with an American woman and moved over there no, or something. Dude. Whatever. Him and Okada are half brothers. Okay, fuck it. Why not? <laughs> they don't. They don't reveal that until very close to the end. And they, <laughs> they look exactly alike, but they yeah. don't reveal it. As a matter of fact, at the end, Okada has to. Or maybe this is like the end of the first season. Shit. Okada actually teaches him everything he knows and then gets killed by the big bad and that's when he reveals that he was that he's been your twin all along. Yeah, it's, they were they're twins. Yeah, it's exactly. It's like the most oblivious episode of Sister Sister ever. Like like they walk by each other in the mirror and they're like that means every time Okada goes by a mirror he's just like, "Oh, hi. How are you? I'm doing fine." Oh, yeah, well, okay, I gotta get going. I do. And then he just leaves. Okay, bye. Alright, bye. Bye, Okada. <laughs> See you later, me. See you later, buddy. Oh. Oh, man. Wait, what if it's that Okada don't know how mirrors work? And he always thought... He always thought that that was the his bathroom friend. 
So anytime he went into his bathroom, the bathroom friend went with him and watched over him as he peed. So magically, his bathroom friend, who is his brother, starts talking to him and actually following him through the rest of the world. No, see, that's the thing. That's what he thinks. So through the whole season, he refers to his brother as bathroom friend, not knowing the truth behind the whole thing. And so they have to meet in a bathroom (laughs) for this to make sense. It's a bathroom, but it's a shitty bathroom with, like, a broken mirror, and you can see mm-hmm. through the mirror. He sees bathroom friend walk in, they look at each other, mirror their movements, but then afterwards he's like, bathroom friend, you left your mirror sanctum. Is it because it was broken? Yeah, fuck it, sure, why not? I, I, I guess? guess. Uh, okay, now hold on. How do we convince bathroom friend... Also known as Ra- poor, poor, Ra- poor, sad Randy, that poor boy, oh, Randy. poor boy, Randy. I'm sorry. That um, how do we convince poor boy Randy that he doesn't know that he and Okada are related? Because that's going to be obvious to literally everyone except for these two. We've already established Okada thinks he's his bathroom friend. What does Randy think Okada is? Um. His clone. Okay, I'm down with that. Or, I don't want to play this route, but this is a potential route we could play. Um, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to pluck the strings, but we could. We could just pull, pull. I feel like I know where you're going and I don't like it. Oh, no, because I think if you're thinking what I was thinking earlier, no, I'm not doing that because they don't all look the same. That being said, okay, good. Uh, no, I was just going to say the fact that Okada is like bigger and beefier. So therefore they won't look at the, he, he won't. Okay. They don't look exactly the yeah, same. Yeah. Even their face looks a little bit dead. Poor boy. Randy is the skinniest boy. Yeah. We've got to establish that. He's also got to have glasses because every anime main character has glasses. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, no, that's what it is. When uh, Okada meets him for the first time, he's like, poor boy Randy, you've gotten skinny. Or, uh, bathroom friend, you've gotten skinny. We need to buff you up. And that's why he trains him. He thinks bathroom friend has gotten depressed and is getting skinny. So now he's training him up. Can we also have this really weird running joke where after he meets his bathroom friend for the first time, every time Okada goes into a bathroom, the mirror is broken somehow? Oh, dude, I love that. No, wait. I just got it, dude. Fucking season finale. Okada walks into a bathroom with a working mirror, looks over, sees his reflection, sees bathroom friend, and, like, let's say Randy's, like, dyed his hair to try to differentiate himself from Okada. He's gotten a little bit egotistical. He's gotten into the wrestling business. So Mm -hmm. Okada walks in, and he's just like, wait a minute bathroom friend i thought you had blonde hair bathroom friend and then he runs out and looks at randy he's like you're not bathroom friend boom fade to black <laughs> fade to black exactly and it has to be right like after it. randy really needed okada for something like he was just like all right okada you're gonna introduce me to the like president of new japan right you're gonna bring me in and we're gonna get me hired oh yes i just have to go to the bathroom really quick 
and then it just like <laughs> the screen goes black and white as he leaves yep. and then just comes back out you're not bathroom yep. friend and do you know what the best part is yeah like since we pitched every story beat from the beginning to the end of the first season we've already sold this pitch and we don't have to think of season two yeah, damn right what did you think mr aku aku Blake, can you see him? You've got the. You should have the video screen because I have to. He, dude, he is giving me the biggest thumbs up right now. How he's only a floating wooden head. Don't worry it's about Crash it. Crash Bandicoot's hand coming in from the side of the screen. Thank you, Crash. Yep. All right. Fuck. That was a rolling ball, dude. That was. Because I, I, when I pitched it, I was like, mm, I knew this rock's going to be a little bit hard to shove. I didn't realize how tall the mountain was. But once we got to the peak, oh, how quickly it rolled down the other side. We did it. We did it. And you know what else we did, Blake? We did shirt. We did lovely shirt over on merch.aloadofpurebs.com that's right ladies and gentlemen merch.aloadofpurebs.com is the website to get your official BS merchandise so we got shirts with the BS anime logo on it which how did I not bring that up that was the reason I wanted to do the anime was to promote the shirt and I didn't bring it up till fucking now oh well you're doing it now it's okay. okay we got that we have the brand new fucking BS cat dog shirt that I love, where of course Blake is cat and I am dog, and the only thing missing is fucking cat having some cough syrup in his hand. And also, the copyright lawsuit that Cartoon Network's gonna slap us oh, with. dude, they ain't nothing. Or Nickelodeon. Which one was that one? That was... Oh, shit. Nickelodeon. Um, okay. Hey, look, dude, if we haven't been taken down by Rick and Morty, and we haven't been taken down by Invader Zim... Cat dog is not gonna be the one to burn us. And two weeks later, cat dog burned us, guys. <laughs> All the proceeds from the sales must be given to cat dog. Here are your zero dollars, cat dog. All right. So, Blake Tanner. It's now time to do it. It's time to get into this long ass winded series we're doing the bs buckwild movie tournament yeah which but well was originally inspired by like the sweet 16 or like the final four ncaa shit and the more i watch of that the more i'm like oh we didn't do any of this we didn't follow any of these rules at all but all right oh no and i think that's that's the bs charm we bring to it because in the end you're gonna be like you're gonna all be saying well that's fucking bullshit <laughs> exactly um, um, it's going to be like the Disney brackets. Yeah, it's the Disney brackets that, uh, no matter what happens, uh, either Big Hero 6 or Emperor's New Groove always wins for me. It doesn't matter. Uh. I can't, I can't with you. Do, wait, hold on, what's yours? Well, first of all, much as I think Big Hero 6 is a great movie, once it, once it meets the Incredibles in that bracket, it's gone. Nah, dude, I don't know. Yeah, dog. I read, no, that was probably the hardest I'm... pick I had. Anyways, so this is the BS Buckwad. This is the final match of the semifinals, right? We've got the semifinals, then we've got well, the top eight, it... then the final four, and then the terrible two. Yeah, this is the first one before the, the, the big eight. Except, 
Scotty. What? I. I don't have a movie this <laughs> week. Okay. I've so I've got f- like five of the top eight. So, so you're giving Space Jam a buy, which means I now have like 15 minutes to just riff on Space Jam. Yep. Okay. So, fuck it. Okay, I brought to the table this week the film that truly inspired it all. I don't think I've told the backstory of why I wanted to do this, but it all started in Orlando when I was we were like sitting in our hotel room and I was flipping through, and Space Jam was on, and a very important plot point during the third act happens, and I went, this is the most fucking ridiculous movie of all time. Then I flipped through a little bit more, and Like Mike was on, I was like, this movie's fucking ridiculous. Can we have a, a sweet 16 of, like, all Buckwild basketball movies? And then I finally went, okay, we'll take basketball out. We're gonna make it a BS thing. There we go. So that's how that happened. So, um, the plot is just, Jesus Christ, uh, a young, the beginning of the film in what is, like, this weirdly beautifully artistic shot scene, a little Michael Jordan, who is played, in fact, by Michael Jordan's son, is playing basketball. Father comes out and is like, yo, dog, it's bedtime, you gotta get to sleep. Oh, it's alright, take a few more shots. You're fucking Michael Jordan. And then Jordan... But he don't know it yet. You don't know... You may not know this, but you're Michael Jordan. He's like, no, I know my name, Dad. He's like, no, 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 you don't get it. You're Michael Jordan. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Jordan <laughs> apparently keeps... Ma- wow, I, d- I forgot this part where he wishes that he's going to go to the University of North Carolina and shoots and makes it, wants to play in a championship team, shoots, makes it join NBA and he scores like all of the different shots. I forgot about that part. Um, oh yeah. And then uh, Jordan's father jokingly asks next if he wishes he could fly. At which point I believe I can fly. Woo! Oh boy. Frank's in, and then Space Jam. And so this inspiring intro about how this young boy is going to grow up to play basketball. Very next scene is that boy saying fuck you basketball I'm gonna play baseball now um whoops also in what is a a bit of a cruel evaluation of Michael Jordan's baseball career uh however it becomes evident that he is not as skilled in baseball as he was in basketball Woof. at which point they assign um I can't remember his actual name Newman from Seinfeld to work with him as his publicist and assistant now, is it weird as a kid? I like there are numerous scenes of those two like playing golf, and I didn't know golf was like a businessman's game, and that's where business deals were made. Instead, I thought Michael Jordan was trying out a third fucking game. I was like, "Oh shit, boys, going for three now!" All right. You know what? That doesn't surprise me, because I think I may have thought something similar. <laughs> Where you were just like, well, Michael, you fucked up bat. Let's see how well you can fuck up golf. Uh, Michael Jordan, of course, who played for the Birmingham Barons. Oh, did he? Oh, shit. Yeah. That's our boy, then. All right. So, we've had this inspiring tale of this athlete growing up, 
becoming a basketball player and you know now he's kind of in the rough meanwhile in outer space in yeah. a intergalactic mu amusement park called moron mountain wait a minute i just made another connection was moron mountain just a big ass diss on disney world it fucking had to be <laughs> this whole movie has to be a diss on disney dude okay Every time uh, something happens that could possibly be dissing Disney, we have to call it out. Um, so, the owner of Moron Mountain is this angry alien played by Danny DeVito, which I totally forgot about until I rewatched it, and it made me so happy. He wants to send yeah. his... Like, he's got these puny little fucks working for him, and he sends them to go capture the Looney Tunes as entertainment. If Space Jam was not already, like, a known thing, I think I may have just said a, sub a sentence that would destroy people's minds. <laughs> See, that's the bad thing. Like, it's because it's so popular, the sentence, oh, the aliens have to go track down the Looney Tunes and make them play basketball with Michael Jordan. That's not buck wild anymore. But when out of context, fuck yes it is. Um... So, the Looney Tunes, Blake, in case you didn't know, live in an animated world called the Looney Tune Land, hidden in the center of the Earth? What the fuck? So, what you're saying is, it's it's a little bit bigger, but it's almost like it's a town made of tunes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Interesting. I almost, actually, I almost... Uh, I, I was contemplating a couple weeks ago bringing um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit up against oh, this Oh, that'd one. be a good one. Um, yeah. Dude, uh, I didn't realize Looney Tunes Land was in the middle of the Earth. I don't know why I just assumed it was like a different, like, generate or something. Um, and apparently the bad guys just kind of come up and are like, You're coming with us, mister! And Bugs is like, yeah, fuck, I'll play you in basketball for it. You could have whooped their ass. Like, uh, we did, we're probably going to have to go back to the review that Chuck Jones, director of Looney Tunes, gave. But one of his quotes was, in fact, Bugs Bunny wouldn't fucking challenge them to basketball. He would have destroyed them in seven minutes. Like, all right, Chuck. Just because you know the average length of a Looney Tune cartoon doesn't mean that's what happens. <laughs> um, so the bad guys, who are these scrawny little pukes, just decide to go steal basketball players' magic energy with a super-powered basketball that can suck talent away from people. Yep, that's a cool bit. Yeah. And so, and then they go, they absorb it into their body and become giant fucking monsters. And so. Yep, that's their name. Fucking Blake. I just read the best sentence of my entire life. The nerd Lux absorb the talent, transforming into the gigantic monsters who easily intimidate the Looney Tunes. Period. While playing golf with Bill Murray, Larry Bird, and Stan, Jordan is sucked down a hole and is recruited by Bugs Bunny to help the Toons win against the Monstars. I don't know why I always thought it was the fucking, uh, 
it was the hole itself. I thought the hole was like a portal. No, apparently they're in hell. They live in the molten center of the earth, the Bugs Bunnies do. Oh, that's fair. That's pretty much... Actually, I think that after a while, they just all went to hell because they were... They just did bad things, I guess. <laughs> they were all just terrible people. Um, at which point, Jordan is just like, I ain't playing basketball with y'all. That's not my game anymore. And to that I say, the fuck is your problem? Aliens have been proven to be real. The Looney Tunes have been proven to be real. They need your help in your game, Michael. I don't care. Michael. Michael, they're asking you. Uh, Just do stuff, Michael. At which point, one of the Monstars grabs Michael Jordan, star of Black Panther, and squeezes it. <laughs> I made that joke earlier, you I know, son of a I'm bitch. Sorry. It squeezes him into the shape of a basketball and uses him like a basketball. At which point, he's like, look, if we gonna do this, I gotta play. In my gear. I'm sorry. Okay. That line didn't work out as well. In my gear. And so he sends Bugs and Daffy to go get his gear. Quick question, Michael. Michael, yeah, a little question here. Why the fuck didn't you go? Because uh, sending the two anthropomorphic animals into our human world definitely wouldn't raise any questions. And it does not work out great for them. Yeah, exactly. Meanwhile, uh, Newman, which is what I called him when I watched the movie for the first time, and we'll call him now, he has legitimately been digging a massive hole where the golf hole is to find Jordan, but then he sees Bugs and Daffy Duck going down another one, and he goes after them. And then he shows up in Toon World and joins their team, the Toon Squad. Um, and in addition to Newman, the team gets another new recruit, the owner of every 90s child's first boner, Lola Bunny. The creator, oh, here we go. The creator of more fetishes than I can count, Lola Bunny. This is the movie where she was introduced, isn't it? Like, her Wikipedia page is my favorite thing in the world. Firstly, yes, but her Wikipedia page is buck wild, and I want to try to get through this. It's time to talk about it. Um, so, on the day of the match, also known as the uh, part of the movie where I finally stopped fast-forwarding and hit play, uh, the Monstars just fucking wreck them. Just destroy them. Yeah. At which point, uh, Newman finds out that they stole power from the NBA, which I don't know what he thinks. How the fuck are you going to get the police involved on that? And so uh, he tells Jordan and the Toon Squad, and uh, Bugs and Jordan are just like, yo, okay, hold on. This Wikipedia article is leaving out a very important plot point. Uh, it says that Bugs and Jordan convince the rest of the Toon Squad the, to fight back. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. Did I? Or is it later? No, no, it's here. Uh, no, no, no. Which is the most important part of this story, which is Michael's secret stuff. Of course. Which is a placebo. 
which we all knew, but this special icker that when given to a cartoon character suddenly gives them the self-confidence to ball. Which just lets you know, kids, if you got self-confidence, you can whoop the shit out of Larry Bird. You can whoop that ass. You want to whoop Larry Bird's ass? Come just over here. self-confidence, baby. So, the second round, they have their self-confidence and they use basically their old school, like, Looney Tunes gags to defeat them. Um. Okay, okay. And then, basically, finally, J Michael Jordan calls him out. He's like, I kind of know you stole my bro's magic powers, but thanks. Um, and so he, makes, he, so he makes a deal that if the Toon Squad wins, the Monstars have to give back their talents. And if the Monstars win, Michael Jordan would give himself up as an attraction, which I think is a little bit egotistical of Michael, because what the fuck is Michael going to do all day? Just teach, like, old aliens how to basketball? They don't even have basketball on that planet, dog. They're going to look at him like he's a zoo. Yeah. And so, to ensure the victory, Swackhammer, also known as Fat Alien Danny DeVito, has the Monstars basically beat the shit out of the entire Toon Squad until you're left with Michael Jordan, Bugs, Daffy, Lola, and Stan. Uh, Stan... Actually gets a point, but then is uh, eliminated by the Monstars when they are literally flattened to a pulp. At which point, Marvin the Martian's just like, I'm not really sure why I'm not on the fucking team, but I'm here to be the referee, and you need five players, Mr. Jordan. At which point you'd think maybe like a young popular basketball upstart would join in. Or maybe a new awesome Looney Tune? Nah, dog. Fucking Bill Murray just shows up. It's like, hey, how you doing? Let me just basketball around for a little bit. Hey, guys, I wanted a paycheck, too. And so, he's like, let me just join in on this. And then, and, uh, I want to know the ending of the game. How deeply did it affect you as a child? Because the ending of the game, they're down by uh, one. It only going to mm -hmm. take one sick dunk, and Michael Jordan makes it by jumping, holding out his hand, and just fucking stretching his arm. And his arm, like, goes longer and farther than any arm should ever legally go. And then he dunks it. And that's how they win the game. But, Blake, I want to know, were you as dumb as me and didn't know what CGI was at that age? Like, I knew the cartoons were fake, but there's no way yeah. that Michael Jordan stretching his arm that far was fake. So I spent numerous an hour with my arm outstretched, just like, if oh, I buddy. believe, I can Jordan up. I can Jordan up as well if I do this. And then it never came. It's just like when I thought Guess Who talked like the cartoon, like the uh, commercials did. No, I had that pretty figured out. I'm You're sorry. Okay. Uh, well, prop. I mean, I fucking loved it. I marked out like a like a fucking yeah. kid, and I hadn't felt such childlike wonder like that until I saw Daniel Bryan win the <laughs> title at WrestleMania yeah. 30. Um. 
Bill or I don't know why they included this was an off like a joke by Bill Murray, but they included the fact that Bill Murray retires from the sport of basketball. And apparently the okay. Monstars, they give back the basketball and they realize that Danny DeVito's been a dick, so they send him to the moon in a rocket. Um Jordan Okay. Yeah, Jordan the Looney Tunes take on the Nerdlux, who are now basically really shitty ripoffs of the Looney Tunes. Maybe another diss on Disney? I don't know. Um, and so then Jordan's like, yo, thanks for the basketball. I'm going to go give it back to my bros. And then he goes and he finds them. And they're like in fucking wheelchairs. Apparently basketball yeah. was life because they are infirm. Like they are on the brink of death. And so then he's finally just like, yo, here's the ball. Okay, hold on. I forgot. I just remembered this scene. It's my favorite thing in the world because if you close your eyes, it's literally just Michael Bo- Michael Jordan just walking up to five girl men and just going, "Touch it." Tu- I ain't okay. gonna touch it. Touch it. No, it's all right. Touch it. <laughs> it's just, they just all gotta put their hands on the ball, and then they get turned back into normal uh, into normal basketball people. And then they're like, hey, Jordan, you want to do three on three? And Jordan's like, nah, man, I can't. At which point they're like, oh, did you lose it? Hey, you, what you going to do? Hey, you, what you going to do? Hey, you, what? Cut to Michael Jordan returning to the Chicago Bulls. What everybody actually wanted yeah, to exactly. Wait a minute. I think they left out the part where Michael Jordan goes to a baseball game in a fucking UFO. Because that also happens in this as well. I remember that one happening, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Bill Murray moment is definitely what inspired this entire tournament. Because when that happened, I was like, you know, we all accepted this as kids, but this is fucked up. <laughs> this is a really weird thing that they've done here, and I applaud them for it. What? Fair enough. One person who did not applaud them for it, however, was in fact the creator Chuck Jones. And I know we talked about this in pre-show, but I really want to bring it back up because my favorite sentence of all time of all time of like a pretentious man talking about his art is, "I can tell you with the utmost confidence, Porky Pig would never say I think I wet myself." Like I'm just like, "Really, Chuck?" Cuz he's a fucking animated pig. And whatever, okay, whatever I write down, he can say. Yeah, he like oh. he goes on about. I don't know. I think it's just the fact that he didn't want a movie. I'm fairly sure, like any movie, he would have been pissed about because everything he's just like seven minutes. That's all it's gonna take. Yeah, I think that's true. That was a big. That was probably a big. Just like oh, I used to break these yeah. shows before, and now you're shit because you're young. Uh, but uh, apparently, also Jones went to the Warner Brothers studio lot to do a speech on his thoughts for the film at like a dinner. He apparently tried to give an honest and open opinion in a polite and respectful manner. Uh, but before he could finish, Warner Brothers security escorted him off of the lot, which is my favorite shit of all time. It, that also tells me that he did not try to put his ideas out in a calm and respectable manner. Y'all fucked Bugs Bunny! Y'all made an anthropomorphic lady bunny and fucked him with it! 
Yeah, did he did he have any words to say about that? Uh, no, I don't think so. Also, I'm sorry, I Aww. lied. It was not Michael Jordan's child who played Michael Jordan. <laughs> I just went to the cast. It was uh, Brandon Hammond. Um, okay. Thanks, Brandon. Good for you, Brandon. Holy shit, Billy West was Bugs Bunny. Yeah, I can see that. I can oh, see dude. that. And Billy West does a good could do a good Bugs yeah, Bunny. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, this is like a who's who of modern voice actors. I'm really digging it. Uh, wow. Dude, none of the fucking monsters or nerdlucks made anything of themselves. No offense to them. Love oh. them to death, but like you know how you can see the link to click on the actor's profile on Wikipedia? Yeah, they ain't got that yeah. shit for these guys. Wolf. But, um, I want to see something really quick before we call it a night. And it's, I want to see if fucking, what's his name, had anything said, like, had anything to say about Looney Tunes back in action featuring our other good boy, Brendan Fraser. Because if he had something to say about Space Jam, he will oh. uh, definitely have something to say about Looney Tunes back in action. A new question. Yeah. I just read the oh, sentence, God. Bugs is incapacitated, prompting Daffy to become Duck Dodgers in order to destroy the Blue Monkey. What kind of fucking sentence is that? Alright, so Blake, it's been an episode, my, my dude. <laughs> This has been a time. It's been a time. Oh, fuck. Yeah. What did you learn this week, my dude? Well, Scotty, when all else fails, you know who will never let you down? Randy. No, you always have to trust in your bathroom, bathroom friend. friend. Yeah, and I just learned why Chuck Jones didn't get mad about Looney Tunes back in action, and that is because he was dead. <laughs> so, don't have to worry too much about that. Was he problematic well, or anything? No, he seems fine. Oh, well, nope, never mind. There's some rough stuff about... Uh, okay, anyways, Blake, where can they find you? Whoops. Where do they find you on the internet, my dude? You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter. You can find me doing all of the wonderful podcasts that I do on the BS Network, including this one and Fight Boys, spelled with a Z if you like wrestling. And you can also find me on the Darkroom Video. That's the Darkroom V-I-D-Y-A. We were recording something earlier for a, uh, a video. Yep. And you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O, and you can buy all of my novels on Amazon. There's Queasel Corp, Queasel Corp Risen, soon to be released Queasel Corp Revelations, the last one in the trilogy. Get caught up before it's released, ladies and gentlemen. And then, of course, BS versus the Gods, which isn't, it's not by me. We didn't write it, right, Blake? We didn't write BS versus the Gods, our good friend. I didn't write did shit, and I can tell you that <laughs> truthfully. We wrote, uh, did not write a book that was about us, but a man named Bartleby Jones definitely did. And it's an amazing book where we fight off uh, demigods and Grecian gods, and we drink whiskey all doing it. It's pretty amazing. Go check it out. Go buy them all on Amazon. And, of course, check out all the other BS Network products, like the ones Blake were talking about. And then, of course, Opposite Attractions, the show where me and my buddy Jim Murphy build our own theme park 
ladies and gentlemen. It never works, no matter what. And then, of course, pick up all your BS merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Donate to our Patreon. Give us all the support you can, ladies and gentlemen. And as always, you can find us at aloadofpurebs.com. Buy our merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Donate to the Patreon. Find us on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube, and remember you can find both of us on Twitter at a load of pure BS, except no substitutes, and we will see you next week!